0: Super Dave here. Welcome to another edition of Bleeding Edge Interviews. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate your time listening to these. Before I get into the interview part of things, I want to talk about some big, big news. So, Bleeding Edge slash Bleeding Edge Interviews entity that is essentially me, this one man show, is expanding. That doesn't mean we're adding additional people to the mix. It just means, well, I'm stretching myself a little thinner these days. I'm I'm expanding into other areas. I'm exploring new territory, which is really what Prague's about, right? Yes, it is. So, first and foremost, to be clear, the association with Toxic Radio has ended. Technically, Toxic Radio has ended. (laughs) So, that kind of forces the issue. I personally have expanded into, and that's almost a pun, have expanded into the world of running my own station. And a station where I have full control and where the music is all Prague all the time not just limited to sundays anymore so what i'm talking about is you go to live365.com or you pull up their app and you look for the expanse that would be the station that i'm running that would be the station where you get nothing but the best of prog music in all its forms all day every day everything from the origins and the roots in the 60s to the modern masters we have now the early titans of yes and king crimson and elp and all of that as well as the modern pillars of prog music neil morse stephen wilson mike fortnoy and all the various things they're involved in all the time and we're constantly adding new music constantly expanding the back catalog working hard to give you the best mix but basically, you can turn it on and listen all day long and get as much as you could want without having to, you know, go through the hassle of creating a playlist, without having to be limited to what you know, because you get to explore along with me and you get to find new artists along the way. So I invite you to join us at The Expanse, it will be on Live 365. Down the road, we're going to add some other things to it, including, once I figure out all the nuts and bolts and the timing, the return of bleeding edge as well as some other fun things that i have in my little head to do we'll see how far this one man show can be stretched into all the nooks and crannies of the world of rock so the expanse i'm exploring with us no boundaries all right that being out of the way let me say that you know uh, on occasion i admit i get behind a curve a little bit i miss a few things Lord, I will tell you people that the world of frog out there, the Frogosphere, as I call it, is expansive. There's that word again. And it's there's so much. there's so much to find, so much to dig into. Hopefully I saved you a few steps by bringing these things to you. but on occasion, not only did I sleep for a little while, I, I slept like like sleeping beauty a while, like 30 years behind the curve because I am just now discovering the mommy heads. A band that that takes a blend of like alternative rock, a la you know the 90s and the 80s, and blends in a little bit of jazz, a little bit of modern prog, and just keeps a really cool spin on the whole thing. And and I'm so glad I got to learn about them and got to talk to founding member Adam Elk because that was such a cool conversation and this i am sorry to say is delayed getting out to all of you except in video form by the way if you haven't checked me out on youtube i'm there too now stretching myself i know anyway if you haven't gotten the chance to hear that now here's your chance to hear my conversation with him and it was a nice long conversation it was really fun and it's great to be learning about them discovering their music and getting an idea of what was going on over the 30-plus years of their existence, although there was a bit of a hiatus in there, admittedly. They go back so far, and I'm gone. I only recently even heard the name of them. So, yours truly, missed out on a lot of stuff, and I gotta tell you, if you haven't discovered them yet yourself, go check them out. Listen to the interview, hear Adam talk about it, and then go check out the music. Definitely worth your time, especially... Especially the new album, but really everything I've listened to, it's all very cool. So I have meandered on long enough at this point in time to let you get to the interview with Adam Elk of The Mommy Hits right now. Okay, nice to meet you, sir. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm glad you could join me this morning. Uh, it seems like it was fairly... Last minute, we got this set up, so I know that sometimes it's not easy. So I do appreciate your flexibility, and I'm glad of being, of being able to do this with you.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm it's another day in the world. <laughs> Indeed, practical uh, people, you know. So yeah, yeah. My boss is
0: often fond of saying, "If you can wake up in the morning, you know who you are, you know where you are, and everything seems to work. It's a good start to the day." So I'll
1: yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Excellent. So, uh, you guys. I have to admit, um, despite the fact that the Mommy Heads have been around for 30 plus years at this point in time, um, I've been behind the curve. Uh, you guys snuck past me. Um, so I have been doing a deep dive, getting to know all about the band as much as I can. Uh, you guys are incredibly productive. I got to say, <laughs> there's been a lot of, yeah. <clears throat> pardon me, music that's come out. And I'm sitting there thinking, reading through the story. Of the mommy heads, uh, there, there's a lot there. And I think if there's a band I can think of in recent memory that really embodies the phrase the long and winding road, it's the mommy heads. And it <laughs> seems at this point you're on the rise. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts about that? And tell us a little bit about the story and how we find ourselves here today now.
1: Well, I think ri- rise is all relative. Um, I think with that, with help of some people around us, um, we're becoming more people are becoming more aware of us. We've never really been a band to make the music to fit in to any one place that, that has a larger audience. You know, if you want to get, if you want to put out a movie and you you're in an AMC theater chain, people are going to go, well, what about that movie up there? The one about the werewolf and the teenager, you know, we've never made a type of music. We've seen a lot of them go past, you know, <clears throat> but we've never made, we've always made the type of music that's been, that that was made to fall into cracks because it has, it, it has so much different things, but nothing too strong. Um, so we, the grunge thing passed us by the New York, no, uh, like no wave thing passed us by the anti-acoustic thing, uh, the hip hop white guy back thing, you know, it's like, <laughs> And then by the time we broke up, uh, the uh, emo core came around, and I met the guys from Death Cab, and they were like, "Yeah, you were a big influence." So we ended up being an influence out of time, out of step. Right. And the other thing is, is we, we, um, the type of people we are, we just we we like to make more than we like to tour now and and promote. And and you right. have to get into people's sort of, you have to break through their their outer crust and go, hey, you know, <laughs> chisel through. Right. So. Um, we had a brush with possible success in '97. We were on Geffen, and and I felt like when we had that brush and we were surrounded by A and R people, and um, like we had two A guys. One had Peter Gabriel and and um Amy Mann and and uh, Weezer, and the other one had Guns and Roses, and you know it was just like star studded. And yeah, and we start. I felt like anything we were writing or I was writing was worse because of the pressure of Having a you know Peter Gabriel's A guy or or Guns N' Roses A guy meeting the president of Guff and doing interviews with Billboard, like I just felt the pressure of trying to all of a sudden fit in, and then I felt the music was terrible. So, oh, well, wow. we do our best when we're ignored. We're do our we and and we are the deep dive band. And what's happening to you is fine, and yeah. it's how we're constructed. We you you find us, and it's all of a sudden it's a little. You know, you uncover a rock and there's sunlight coming from the earth. And you, how can there be sunlight down there? And you, all of a sudden it opens up more and you fall in. And then by the time you come out, you're like, that was pretty cool, you know? Yeah, right. And that's who we are. So it, it makes sense to me totally.
0: You guys are the rabbit hole band, so to speak. <laughs> the ultimate rabbit hole band. Yeah. And which, of course, I'm curious too. I, I have to ask about the origin of the name. I think that's like part of it here. It's a very, unusual name and i gotta think there's a story behind that
1: it's the worst it's like i was a teenager i was in high school i was a maybe even a sophomore just becoming a junior in high school 17 we had a gig at cbgb's we were so excited because i would go there i was a rug rat. i saw yeah. all those bands play um tom tom club suicide ramones like i was the the kid that snuck in and I was with at you know, my mom's place, and the other two names were worse. So it's just the, the cool thing is also if you could be in a band called the Mommy Heads, 35 years, <laughs> it shows a sign of confidence. That, you know, you haven't changed it to something cool like like Epic Journey or or right. you know uh, Sage, you know something like one word, easy to remember. The cool thing I will say is if you type Mommy Heads in, you just get us. Whereas if you type UK looking you you have to type bruford in you have to type in um you know wetton because uk brings up a million things for uk and also boston and kansas so we have our name is so out there and uncool that it literally brings you right to us
0: yeah (laughs) you guys were way ahead of the curve in that term because it's it's almost as if you intuited the eventual (laughs) rise of search engines and the internet and everything because recent interviews i've done with young bands who just come out you know they made comments about intentionally picking a name or a spelling of a name that was easy to come up in the search engine you guys did it maybe before anything were born i don't that might be
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's out of idiocy it's out of not knowing and um you're right it is the ultimate search engine name uh and i think now that if fans try to do that they're still thinking they need to be cool. They're just yeah. compromising their process. Whereas we, we just did it out of pure not knowing. And so, um, I could find search engine band names that are cooler than ours because they're still knew that they still knew they had to try.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's funny though, but you guys were very prescient in that sense too.
1: <laughs> Thank God um, we're prescient in some sense. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I mean, honestly, looking at your catalog there, um, and I'm going to blank on the title of the album now, but I, I think a couple of years before the pandemic hit, uh, I got to pull it up. And Age, of Age of Isolation. Age of Isolation. You're in the midst of it. Where are we at here? Yeah. Uh, I hate to do this. Soundtrack for The World's End. There it is. Oh, it, God. It's almost as if you guys yeah. knew. <laughs> was, was that well, being we... prescient on your part, or was that a matter of um, <laughs> you felt it was just as bad then as it is now?
1: Yeah, well the the only way we were musical fortune tellers was was really because we're older, we have kids. Yeah. And the same way when my kids were born, I I stopped watching horror films because I just couldn't take it, especially when there were like teenagers in it. You have you have skin in the game for art and you have to like sort of keep it light. Uh we started as older songwriters, we became more cognizant of the fact that the planet is not growing and getting cleaner it's getting you know it's it's just going in the wrong direction and so in 2018 I, I made my daughter wear an Israeli gas mask and yeah. it looked like the end of the world it was very uh sort of um yeah like we're, we're heading toward towards I didn't know it was going to be COVID I thought it would be yeah. more like forest fires and uh lack of drinking water and and the forest fire air thing made sense but covid was left field for everybody but for that to come out 2018 and then two years later we're wearing masks it's kind of spooky but i also think art should be that way you you can be ahead of your time or out of time saying things through emotional context uh that you you know you're sort of the canary in the coal mine and you're basically going if we keep heading this like stop working with blinders and just making donuts and making widgets like let's open this up and and trust your gut and i think that's what a, like uh decent songwriting or decent creativity should uh make a listen their listeners aware to and then you feel like hey you know um there's songwriters that seem like they're just fortune telling like dylan was for in the 60s or um i even find that with with john anderson um i know in in that gobbledygook there's a lot of gorgeous future stuff and Mm um and um that's what a good artist should do is is make you aware of stuff that you know but they're just saying it to you they're bringing it front and center you know it we all know this stuff you know
0: so Mm Forest fires, what's this insanity you're talking about?
1: (laughs) That's
0: real. (laughs) um, And that's the interesting thing. Like you talk about being ahead of your time and things like that. I almost wonder if that's what needed to happen for the mommy heads, that, that the world has been catching up to you guys all this time and that you were merely there a little bit early. Although I guess there was recognition of that at the time, but it just sort of seems like you know, like all of a sudden now I'm going to, you guys just, you're doing that slow rise. You're, you're slowly coming to prominence more and more. Um, it's almost like the time has, has finally come for you guys to to break through.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we're kind of, we're a little past our prime in terms of energy, like how much mm-hmm. energy we, we can involve and we have families and sure we have day jobs. Thank God. I think because we have day jobs, because we don't, Try for hits. We don't want to be on necessarily on pop radio. Yeah. We don't need to have thousands of people in the audience that we have to win over. We'd ra- rather win over fifty to one hundred people. It's just easier for us. We don't have the energy right. for big shows and and mm-hmm. big expectations. I think part of the secret to any success we have is the fact that we've had no success. Mm-hmm. And and I always call us like mushrooms. You know, mushrooms are good for you. They're, they're a part of the ecosystem. They have a network that you take mushrooms away, it it falls apart in terms of yeah. nature. But they live under leaves and you don't discuss mushrooms. You, you look at roses when you walk into a nice field. And some artists are roses and they immediately hit you back like Prince, Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift. They just knock you over. And then there are the mushroom bands that are part of the ecosystem like us and, and but don't need don't need adoration or, or instant gratification and and actually make better art when ignored, completely ignored. Mm. And then slowly one person at a time goes, you know, this mushroom should be on a plate somewhere in a nice restaurant in Manhattan. Let's take it out of the shadows. Let's give it a name an Italian name. Let's add it to the menu as the new star item. And all of a sudden, you know, and then, you know, what happens? Backlash like tea tree oil. We, we was the biggest rage 20 years ago. I don't see it anymore. It was in shampoo for crying out loud. Then oh, wow. avocado was in shampoo. <laughs> like who wants to do that? I mean, if if our mushroom brand of music is all of a sudden in every shampoo, then we there's a backlash. Then it's like yeah. I've heard them, I don't like them, you know. So <laughs> I'm almost afraid of success. I prefer the one at a time where there's ownership, and you know they're like, yeah, I saw him live, it was really good. I like that one record, and I think they should keep going.
0: You know. right. There's a certain freedom that comes with that, I imagine as well. The fact that one, you as you mentioned, you've got day jobs, so you don't need to do this you're doing this because it's what you want to do and there's that absence of the pressure that comes with big success because then you're expected to be big success every single time
1: it happened it happened happens to bands all the time they get signed to major labels i i'm bringing up death cab again That gets signed to columbia and i think things changed a little they got more poppy right. I, you know if 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 people everybody wants to dance let's right. admit it some of us are not good right or or we're <laughs> we're too skinny, too fat, too tall, too short. And we put the beautiful dancers on Carnegie hall and, and, and Lincoln center. And then the rest of us, if we turn the light switches off and dance in the dark, we're amazing. So um, we're just trying to dance in the dark as much as possible to make the art. And, and if people want to like, you know, come into the room and dance with us. Great. And that's, it's been working for us and I love doing interviews like this and I, and I love playing intimate gigs and, um, I, I just have a fear. I do have a fear of success and I'm not going to, I'm not going to not accept it or not want it to some degree right. because I think I see everyone else wanting it. I just don't know yeah. if it works for us as best to make what our kind of music. So it's yeah. specific desire not to crave it too mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I, side note here. I, I, I love your metaphors. <laughs> I'd like to work a lot of <laughs> metaphors, What I do. <laughs> And they're they're brilliant, they're perfect, and I, I I'm digging it. So it, it's when I look back, and I can see too, especially for you guys. Like I know there was that long break, um, and then you got back together, and made a couple of albums, and then like around 2018, 2017, give or take, boom, 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 you've just been cranking them out. Yeah. Is what is, is that? Is this? just a burst of creativity in the moment that's 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 got you generating all these things because like this is like king gizzard wizard lizard level i know like it's amazing that people can do that so swiftly or or over all those years did you end up having a lot of material that you're just now getting around to recording
1: um okay there's a couple of factors we got back together in 08 because our first drummer a high school drummer from the first two records passed away yeah. It was very sad. So we had a reunion concert and reality hit us. And then we were like, hey, we love playing together. And that was 08 to 2012. We were functional. And then uh, in 2012, I had to start my a new business. And so I was very concrete. I'm going to give five years of my te- uh, attention to this new business. So it is a success. And I did that. And I asked the band to put it on hold. Yeah. And five years later to the day, I said, you ready? You know? And and so it was very, very um, – it was a formula, and I tried to stick to it. And then we made a soundtrack to The World's End, which was kind of dark and different and brooding, and we have, like – there's some, like, almost metal on there. Like, the last mm-hmm. song um, is kind of, like, deep purple metal. And we had such a blast that we were like, well, let's do another one. And then reality keeps hitting. Like, um, we had our a bass player we worked with in San Francisco that played on two songs, Rick Wilson, who passed away recently. And then it just – we're like wow you know we if there's one thing we know how to do is make this music it's relatively effortless to make deep heavy feeling music yeah. um for a lot of other bands making um just you know like drinking rock or you know music to pick up the opposite sex by or whatever like they'll that that's for them but to make sort of progressive intricate very uh like uh intensely deep lit with layers to the lyrics and you know progressive pop baroque stuff like it's very effortless for us so if it's so effortless why don't we continue because we're not getting younger and we're kind of dropping like not to be blunt like we lost two members you know yeah. even though they only play they're not long-standing members you know there's a fear of mortality and you want to get it all out and you want to um, do as much as possible. And the last thing is I worked in museums. I met my wife at a museum when I was in my twenties and, and, and the water lilies came out when he was in his eighties or nine. I mean, he was old and his eyes were starting to go. And that's why the water lilies are blurred. And to me, they're some of the best work he's ever done Monet. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've thought, how is this, some of the best art, and, you know, you see this with writers, like they'll, in their seventies, they'll go into a cabin in the woods and write three amazing novels, some of their best work, and it'll be mature and deep, and you'll relate to it because you're mature and you're, you know, you're not a 20 year old reading Jack Kerouac anymore. You're reading some very heavy, you know, this person's been through a lot. And between that and the Monet water lilies where he's got, and he's, and you know, why can't we make music? Why is it a young person's game only? We're just going to make a different version of this. It's going to be deeper and it's going to have more wisdom to it. And so and then the last thing is is I just am a compulsive writer. And I if I say we're gonna like let's say November we're gonna make a new record, I tend to like get people to come to the studio. I I, I'm the smelling salts in the band and (laughs) um and combine it all like we're not complaining. We're totally into it. And the last three I think have been our strongest records and and that for us and that's a good sign to feel that way
0: yeah i i I can really hear the shift from early on till now because you know a lot of your earlier stuff was right at home with late 80s 90s indie you know college radio um and it was really good and then i listened to this newer stuff and i'm hearing these extra layers of influences you know whether it be kind of a blues rock or funk or as you noted progressive elements and things like that you know like listening to coney island kid you know and and you got strings layered with a bit of synth and things like that and there's an extra lushness but it's still you guys like you haven't changed massively but the growth and the layers are apparent at the same time it's been a subtle you know little bit of addition here and there you know it's almost like you know you start off with a house and now i'm going to go with metaphors you start up with a house, you know, and you initially put <laughs> you put this stuff in the house and the furniture. And then little by little, you add little personal items and details until it's a home. And that's... I've used that same right metaphor.
1: That. I've that, used that same metaphor. I've, I've used, same used the metaphor. same metaphor. Well, Beautiful. the reason why bands earlier work, and some of it's innocent. Like, you listen to early Beatles, and it's just beautifully innocent. They yeah. want just, they just want to hold your hand. Right. It's all they want to do. Right. But, and I see that as like a ranch house with you can't have a basement. It's it's on sand. You can't have an attic because there's there's weight restrictions. And and then as you get older and, and you're doing like I'm the walrus, you got a basement, you got an attic, you got side rooms, you got dormers, you got some of it's haunted. You know, you it's I think the big difference is we didn't even know we were singing about or why we were playing. Um, you don't know what drives you. You just you're you're good at your guitar. So you're going to play in a band. You know? um, And, and the, the other thing is, is you're Mm self-conscious and, and you care about what you're going to wear. Should I wear the cowboy boots or the biker boots to the, to the gig? Should I, my hair be parted on the left or right? Everything matters. And so being, you know, I see this with my kids, like every, every, you're worried about your peers and what they think when you get into your thirties, forties, fifties, you could walk around with a pizza stain all day long, huge (laughs) and not care because you know who you are, you know who your friends are, they're going to dismiss the pizza stain, um, and it's that way with the music, and I see this in my favorite bands too, I love their earlier work, but I also want to know what they did later, because I really feel like they knew who they are as people, they've had their breakdowns, they've had failed marriages, they've had successful marriages, they've been bad parents at some points and good point good parents at some points right they've gone through that cycle they've gone down the path they know where the calluses are on their feet on their hands they just know who they are they know what their allergies are and in terms of music it's the same and so we yeah. can make a record that feels lush and is and is but is actually simple yeah. it has both it's not just drenched in reverb but but it's actually the reverb pops in and out and it heightens certain lyrics right and and then it goes back to small to heighten those small lyrics that needs your needs your attention in an intimate way and then one feels you know <clears throat> that's pr- that's wh- production wisdom to not just go i don't like reverb i don't like delay i just <laughs> distort my guitar i play with drop d tuning all the time like no yeah. you do whatever serves the music yeah and 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 uh, you know i know that you this is your this is a, you know, mostly prog dedicated. My problem with a lot of prog bands is they feel they must rock out all the time. Like right. do a ballad or, or, or play an acoustic guitar on a song. You'll bring me in more to push yeah. me away. And my favorite bands, whether it's prog or not, do it all. So, you know, that would be Beatles, Kinks. Uh, yes, King Crimson. It doesn't matter to me. It could be anything. It could be Scriabin as long as it has uh, that it's not one thing. And that just because you had a photo shoot 30 years ago with leather doesn't mean you need to keep wearing that same leather outfit. You can do whatever you want to do. And that, you know, that's just wisdom and and not buying into your own mystique. Like, oh, we created this image. That's what people want. No, they don't. They don't care. They want you to be happy. Yeah. yeah. And that's,
0: I think, the funny thing that people sometimes lose in the idea of prog progressive is that it's not there's like I, I sometimes have bumped up against the phrase traditional prog which is an oxymoron in my mind and, and i think grammatically it is so it's not just me and that some bands get caught in that idea of here's our template here's what we do when it's a matter of if you want to be progressive just keep pushing your boundaries keep exploring outside of what you've been doing and keep doing something different that's progressive. So it might be fifteen-minute songs, but it doesn't have to be. Sometimes <laughs> it's perfectly fine to be a three-and-a-half-minute pop song. You know, sometimes it's perfectly fine to to, like you said, pull out the acoustics and make a ballad, versus hey, let's see how long I can noodle as fast as I can with my keyboard or my guitar until you know my audience has fallen asleep because we're waiting for the melody to return. <laughs> like I love the noodling. I love a musical. <laughs> um, Virtuosity, yeah, and at this at the same time, the end is always the song product is what matters.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god! Look, I mean, New Prague. Look, I love the concept of progressive. We were always called progressive. I didn't fully accept it until we made it to Sweden, and we hang with guys there that are literally the top progressive writers in the world that tell us we're Prague. Wow! They 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 hold the mirror up and they go, you know, you're really more early Genesis than you think you are. (laughs) Um, So it wasn't until we had people tell us and give us perspective. We thought we were a pop band to me. I love the concept of Prague and I love early Prague, not for the only reason that it wasn't invented yet. And all it was, was let's try to let's do a whole side of a record. Let's do the knife. Let's do. um, And even within three minute songs, like to me, the kinks get progressive. Um, The who got progressive. Early who got progressive. It was still right. conceptual and who you know. Um Prague is anything to me that uh pushes boundaries, just like you said. Right. I do love when bands finally give in to the fact that they have to learn to play their instruments, and and that does help them venture <laughs> into these new places. Right. It's hard to sustain attention for 10, 20 minutes without great playing. Let's be honest. If right. you're just jangling, you want it over in two minutes. So there needs to be some proficiency. But I lost a lot of new Prague. I'll be honest, and I don't want to name names. And some of them have even said that they are fans of ours. Um, But I do get lost in excessive noodling without a song. And I get lost when bands do compartmentalize and say, now we're doing our tribute record to this band. Or, you know, because, yes, there was no music like yes, when they started. They were in uncharted territories, so it still sounds fresh. But when you make a record that sounds like yes or sounds like Channel Giant, um, you're constricted by what they've accomplished. They've right. set the boundaries up. And it's it's just like watching. It's like watching another Olympics and right. you know who the best is. And here are all these other people trying to be the best yeah. when, you know, there's only one Pele and there's one, you know, and, and yeah. when they add new things like competitive, um, you know, uh, rolling then i get excited because then we start over it's fresh yep. or comp- competitive um you know um like people slapping each other it's in it's in the olympics now who's going to stand you know then i'm like oh we're starting fresh it's like yes in 69 going to see king crimson getting inspired and going we need a chamberlain and let's do this and let so that's what i love freshness right, right. and i think a lot of new Prague is not fresh and they focus on noodling over songs and there's very few that i go oh man t- this is real progression progressiveness yeah. so yeah I, completely agree. I, I, I can think in a certain context
0: one of the more recent ones that that has popped into the progress sphere as i like to call it kind of unintentionally just as as you guys did uh is jason beeler you know here he was back in the late 80s 90s making music with saigon kick that was essentially characterized as as hair metal and then somewhere along the line, he he does an album and just basically does whatever he wanted, you know, all over the place, throws in the kitchen sink here and there and does a few different things. And all of a sudden he wakes up one day and goes, what the hell? I'm suddenly Prague.
1: I love that. Like, like I love when it happens to you like a virus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really I, I agree. I woke up one day. I was like, I think I'm Prague, hon. Huh? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. A, just, it should be that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a, be a because, all, because he followed his muse, like you guys have done. You followed your muse, you did what you wanted, and you weren't afraid of, of going outside of the lines a little bit, and suddenly you're prog. And there you go. To me, that, that's the perfect way to find your way there by accident.
1: And the ultimate thing you realize when doing it is no one really cares out there. Like, yeah. It's not going to affect anyone. The only person right? that you're worried about too much is yourself. Yeah. And if you can get it past yourself, you're doing great um some some bands that i've listened to recently that that have blown me away slugfest from brooklyn Mm. a band called slugfest uh just young guy with vintage keyboards i love vintage keyboards as you can tell i've got some arps and stuff (laughs) Um, a few horse lords don't song but they have king crimson three over four things like they just Yeah, if you're in, if you're a drummer and you want to hear a band play like five drummers in a drum circle and in different rooms, it's crazy. Horse Lord, oh wow, beautiful. Um, Once in Future Band from Oakland, they're the closest thing I've heard to us. It it could be Michael McDonald one second, and then it could be total Steely Dan jam, extended jam where what they do in in the rehearsal space kind of jam. Um, I'm going back and writing these (laughs) down. I'll send you a list, you know, Juana Molina from Argentina is great. She's incredible. Um, But I I don't, I don't necessarily listen to the the bands that drop detuning and, you know, I'm too much of a song guy. Um, Gotcha. But there are moments, there are definitely moments. And when I go to Sweden, we hang out with the Prague people. They love Opeth. They love, you know, all those bands, uh, Big Big Gregory plays in Big Big Train from XTC. I love Dave Gregory. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mutual sort of hanging out, drinking yeah. a whiskey at three in the morning, talking shop and listening to yeah. this stuff. And I appreciate it. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Nice. Let's yeah. talk about the new album a little bit because we haven't even gotten to that yet. Um, <clears> and I'm hoping you got the time for it.
1: <laughs> I've, yeah, we're, we're leaving on tour for Sweden um, today in like three hours. Oh, Wow. Okay, the band's showing right. up after, an hour after us, but let's let's go all the way to eleven. I'm I'm good. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Um. So tell me a little bit about the
0: themes that you were exploring in this album. What what were your inspirations that that got you to Coney Island Kid?
1: So I f- I fear the concept record like anyone else. I think there are th- yeah. three or four good ones. Tommy and Lamb lies down and and even Lamb, you're not sure where you are half the time. And right. Um quadrophenia, but you know, 15th record, it's an idea. And I wrote three or four songs that did stem from my childhood in Coney Island. I think anyone who grows up anywhere has a rebellion against where they grew up. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Some people go back when they, they want a family and they're like, I love it. I miss my, my parents. And they have the right values in my town. You know, for me, it was Coney Island. I have a very intense memory bank about it that when i think about it it's just it feels like a progressive lyric (laughs) Hmm. so i started jotting notes down and that became coney allen kid uh and it's uh, it's not the it's not like the poster child happy lyrics come visit coney Island. to me it's a very dystopian place it's an urban amusement park beach so you have like 10 million people and where do they go to let off steam is coney allen's you know, I love the Warriors growing up. I saw them film the scene with the bottles, come out to play. Right. I, my dad had a place in the boardwalk. He still lives there. So that all came out. It's in 5-8. It's very akin to what, back in New York from Genesis. It has that relentless just beat down. And then uh, Artificial Island was about Robert Moses. I'm in a domain just plowing through neighborhoods with highways and building projects on, you know, these ugly projects. Giving you the false sense of the future, which is right. we have a wash a, a room full of dryers and washers. It's paradise. We have communal playgrounds, not unlike Russia. If you're around Moscow or Leningrad, <laughs> you know these <laughs> huge. You're in China, you know, and so he he did that, and he was a parks commissioner. They couldn't get rid of him because he also made open spaces. So yeah. that's the second song. The, the the third song is about Spookorama, a place where I used to go. My sister went there. It was a fun house it was so old that it was scary. Similar to the cyclone right. where the ricketiness of it, you feel like you're going to die from that, not from the design. It's just creaking. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's about that. And I made up scenarios about my dad who worked on the cyclone and my mom would mop the floor floors at the, at the um, bumper cars and the, um, and it just keeps going down this road. The, the, the fourth song is about um, called solemn by the sea, which is Sodom by the sea. It was a, <laughs> Stone words. and it was about 100 years ago when there were fires dreamland would burn down and um the last song is soul's aquarium the, the aquarium is in coney Island; like you have to go all the way out there to see fish the irony is they put the fish right near the ocean so the fish are looking at the ocean going i'd rather be there and so that song soul's yeah. aquarium is about fish you know and then the fish want to be in the ocean the people are there seeing thinking they're free but are we really free so it gets into this whole deep you know and it ended up be, we started to interlace the sound design between the songs and they weave together mm-hmm. um, and it became a concept record right. about coney allen and about right. just kind of growing up in its place that you're you have very strong feelings for like which we all do and right. um and the band jumped on board 100 percent, and it was awesome it really is to hear you know, this, this, this sentiment in a record is pretty, it's really cool. Similar yeah. to Quadrophenia, it's about mod kids fighting rockers like the who, so. Yeah. Um. yeah and I, I had the question
0: in my head about the album covers. So I think you've now answered that because I was going to say, you know, I've never been to Coney Island. I'm not from that area, but you know, was always familiar. It's supposed to be a fun place, and I'm going. Yeah, that album cover does not say fun to me. That album cover says, "Oh dear God, help me! I'm going to hell." and So I think you pretty much said it clearly. Kudos to the album cover designer. They nailed the concept perfectly.
1: Oh, he's Swedish. Everybody's Swedish in our world. So yeah, he's awesome. This guy Mark is incredible.
0: Yeah, that, that's it. Nailed it perfectly. All right. Um, and I was kind of curious because I don't know is is Coney Island Kid an old metaphor or or expression? I, I tried to Google that. Google was not very helpful in, in clearing that up for me.
1: We're we're really good at ungoogleable lines. Mommy hands Coney Island Kid. No, I mean we're trying to be original. Same yeah. with Genius Killer, the record okay. before Age of Isolation. You can't right. Google that. I think it's an amazing line. Age of Isolation.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just trying to be trying to be different. A, which I guess we are yeah. a little self conscious, but it was trying to say something in a way where you got it immediately. Yeah. Who is this Coney Allen kid? Who's this kid on the cover? Right, Why right, does he right. look uh, unsure about going into this fun house or horror house? And um, ironically, I, I think that does help everything stand out. Like when I see yeah. record covers called like, like generic titles, like be here now or, yeah. Going with you know, going with the flow. Like I'm like, is it country? Is it mm-hmm. is it like meditation, massage music? I like the title to really help you conjure up the imagery before you even get there. Um
0: yeah.
1: and not be too am- ambiguous and uh it, it just helps. In this day and age of inundation, we're all inundated. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I get that. So yeah. yeah. No. No, I like the way because it, it is a phrase
0: that immediately sounds familiar and yet at the same time is not. Like, th- this isn't something you pulled out from somewhere else. This is something you created that had immediate sense of familiarity and hearing the themes and the concepts behind the album as just layers of depth, which which I love that that depth of thinking that went into it. Um, that I'm certain becomes very clear when one has like, you know, the lyrics and gets to hear them and all that, um, you know, and, and so that's to me, one of those lost arts in many ways. Not everybody is really good at that.
1: Yeah. I obsess over tight. I love the three minute pop song. I love tight, concise concepts. Yeah. Definitely for titles. Um, it really helps. And again, I'll repeat, in this age of inundation and confusion, where right. do, where is my information coming from? What can I trust? To get something that sounds familiar and concise and original is very hard to do. Yeah. Um, and I obsess over it as much as trying to name your own kid. Like, you'll go over a thousand names with your your better half. Timmy, Tommy, be Everything makes you think of something. That's what lyricists obsess over, because... Yeah. You find that name for your kid that you're going to, that they're going to live with forever. You're going to live with forever. That doesn't have a reference to your life that you can't stand. Oh no. My first boyfriend was named Timmy. No, 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 Tommy. No, that was my, that accountant that screwed me up. Like you finally find that one name that works, that has no references that upset you. And that to me is the song titles. I obsess over album titles, definitely courses. Yeah. I want it to feel a little familiar. You know, you don't want to walk into an. You don't want your kid to walk into an interview and go, my name's exacerbated. You know, you want him to walk in and go, John, you know, <laughs> you don't want him to you don't want someone to go out, get out of my office. So you want. But but John may not be right. So it may be Juan or it may be John with J-O-N. or So yeah. really every song for me and I'm not an obsessive in most areas, but when it comes to like wording and what that what one word can do, it's important. It really is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're not, Topic. you're not wrong
0: there. It's a big deal. And and that level of craftsmanship comes across when somebody is putting that level of effort into it. Um, it's
1: effort more than talent, I must say.
0: <laughs> well, I'd like to think it's usually a mix of both. Uh, thank um, you. But... <laughs> yeah. So, and, and speaking of that and meanings and all that, especially the first single, uh, Why Aren't You Smiling? And I'm hoping I got that right. Because again, going to my memory, which sometimes mixes words up, but it, my initial run through hearing it, my first thinking was along the lines of um, kind of almost this female perspective on misogyny, where you've got men telling women to smile or you should smile more, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of what I was hearing. But again, it was like my first couple run throughs in the song, and I'm still picking up on the lyrics. But I think there's some other meanings behind that as well, or or was that it? Because now I'm sitting there thinking, well, you're at Coney Island. Why aren't you smiling and having fun? Were you kidding?
1: <laughs> it did fit, but yeah. it was the most loosely fit song on the record. But you're totally right. It is about how society is set up. You know, I just had this like really intense conversation with my wife this morning, and we came to this conclusion that I get a- too much of my negativity out through song, and there's not enough left for the relationship. <laughs> And I'm too too much of an optimist because Mm -hmm. I have such a, my processing tool is is so um, organized and well-oiled. She's like, you're not bringing enough realism to us. We need to work on this. And I'm like, you're right. And that actually was almost another metaphor for Why Aren't You Smiling, which is I personally feel in society you can go in with a resume that's stacked, Yale University, Mm -hmm. worked at, you know, whatever, like all the bright places. But if you're a downer in the interview, it's all about who you are. Yeah, They want to know if they're going to want to spend every you know, d- moment of the day with you at, at a job or even on Zoom. If you're a drag to work with, you're kind of out. And so this is a sort of base animal reaction we have between each other um, and how we accept each other and how we, the hierarchy of people in, in society. And especially has always not. It, I think women were taught to smile forever, whereas guys are doers and whatever. You know, the, the masculine thing is, you know, you're tough. You know, I've met some. I know guys like my dad never said a word to me. I'm like, what? You know, so or never had a meaningful conversation yeah. or my, my dad's grandparents didn't want to talk about the war. They didn't want to tell them a huge part of their life, like all these. Right. So. Men are taught to hold back and and or at least traditionally and so but no, i think in society now especially with zoom and and everything's facial you know we don't get to have a beer and pass out in each other's arms where it's always on stand, sitting and yeah. so yeah i think a positive out you know appearance is so important and that's what that song questions especially yeah. at an amusement park for sure yeah well, the superficiality you time all. you're finally yeah. at coney island smile more <laughs> it's like mm.
0: i don't want to. The place is scary It's too scary. This is awful. I
1: smell urine all the time.
0: (laughs) Yes, urine is not part of the fun
1: experience. And and there's this guy selling white stuff in a packet. Like, get me out of here! Like, yeah, I was. Again, I don't want to judge anybody's kink. Maybe urine is part of the fun
0: experience. (laughs) I don't know. It's not for me. Urine and crack. (laughs) Yes, urine and crack. There we go. And hot dogs. That's New York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It reminds me of an old Letterman introduction on his show. <laughs> They're all great. Before, yeah, they were. Back back before 9-11 when he was happy to make fun of it and then stop. Because I don't blame him at that point in time. I think I would have stopped as well.
1: He was so great.
0: But yeah. Yes. Yes, he was.
1: <laughs> and he still is.
0: He just he doesn't do what he used to do. Yeah. <sighs> um, literally one of the guys that inspired me to get into broadcasting oriented stuff.
1: One of the two. Very just middle America meets stars. Tear them down. Yeah. I'm from yep, Indianapolis. Absolutely. You can't pull that with me. Just that no. says it all. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: um I'm curious because I mean, at this point in time, it, it seems like you guys have the album production process, I imagine, down to a science. At the rate you're you're cranking them out, and at the same time, I recognize that I guess every album has its challenges um, or 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 road bumps. Um, what about this one this time around? What challenges did you encounter?
1: Well, you know, we, we have this. We Our original lineup has a keyboardist, Michael Holt, but he's taking care of his 104-year-old dad in Cape Cod. Oh, wow. The big challenge was getting him down from Cape Cod. He doesn't tour with us anymore. He just can't. Yeah. So he's a caregiver, and his mom's in her 80s. And we had Jackie Simon sit in, who I worked with, who's who's 32, 33. so hmm. that was fine, but the challenge of one challenge was just trying to get everyone in the same room, and there was yeah. covid yeah. so age of isolation and genius killer we were masked up, and it was tough it's hard to yeah, sing yeah. through a mask and um I will say uh, the other, one other challenge is um you know we're all obsessed with making music and this type of music, and so it puts challenges on our families I, it, it's just Going on tour, I'm missing my kids' first day of school. Those those things really are tough. Um, But on a musical standpoint, there's it's just really just flows out, and I'm fortunate for that. I'm fortunate, so fortunate to have this place, this 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 one safe place that, uh, on an artistic level and a spiritual level, is just free free flowing, and the way we play together. I've been playing with the drummer since the late 80s, um, the bass player since the late 90s. It, they really don't, there's not, you don't need to force anything. We just will fight. It's fine. Everything's fine because the end result is we get to make music that we're proud of, so proud right. of, that stands up against any, anything else in our record collection for us. Right. right. And that's so big. It's, it really sucks for a band to feel like they're making substandard music and they would be embarrassed to see their record amongst their their other records in their collection of their heroes or their friends' bands. If they're so embarrassed, they refuse to even put it up. You know, to have it up in that is in that um, echelon. Just personally, feels really good that if it's the sound quality, not even the writing, or if it's the drum sound, whatever it is, and that's really cool. And and that's a very safe place for a bunch of guys. We could be in a bowling league. We could be golfers. Yeah. We just happen to be in a progressive Baroque pop band. Yeah. You know.
0: I have to chuckle to myself a little bit too, because I know I'm sure you've heard of Steven Wilson, right? Who has not oh, at yeah. this point in time, maybe. And and he's talked about his last few solo albums wanting to pull in that that progressive pop element that he remembers from the eighties and things like that. And at the same time, I hear you guys have been doing it. That you were well. That's kind all of we know how to do. It. Okay.
1: I think Steven Stephen, uh, Steven and I share the same um, press agent, Ken Weinstein. Okay. Oh, I no, think Ken. Steven's probably. You know Ken? Yeah.
0: I, I do not yeah. know. But it's oh, an okay. interesting small world that okay. way.
1: Well, it's funny because Ken had to do his last record or last two records, and they were they were more accessible. And yeah. Ken was asking me, like, you know, what do you think of this approach? I'm like, sounds good, you know. And he was yeah. proud of how they approached the pitchforks over the. Rock magazine, you know, trying to twist it so that it's more accessible. I think Steven probably is t- an, a talented enough and focused yeah. enough <clears throat> and balanced in, in his approach and, and calmly balanced to do whatever he wants to do. Sure. I don't think we have that ability. We know how to do this. Um, and we're satisfied with doing this one thing well. I think you know, Steven's a mastering engineer and yeah. has rapport with Jeff Bertal at XTC and and can follow his muse a lot easier, I think, than we can out of this range, <laughs> that we're in this yeah, range. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, and that's why we need guys like Stephen to remaster XTC Records because it's, we need new generations to know about it. It's so yeah, important. Yeah. Stephen literally, if he just brought that music back and remastered it and said to 20-year-olds, check this out, right. that would be good enough without Porcupine Tree. So uh, we don't have that time or or ability to to even, you know, to do multitasking like that. So I'm appreciative of guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. the, The groove you guys are in, I don't see much reason
0: to get out of it at this particular moment because, you know, again, I'll admit I'm a newcomer, but coming in and listening to these most recent albums, I'm going, wow. Like, you know, the, the, it's they're all solid yet each one seems to just take another step beyond the last one you know and i i've walked away really impressed so i i'm looking forward to getting more and more familiar with it and i'm glad there's somebody out there doing that you know it's one thing i really really admire a lot of bands that are as oftentimes my favorite is is having a very unique voice i don't mean singing voice of course i mean their overall sound the presentation that they are bringing something that is immediately not really like anything else that you can know it's them right from the start and and that's this blend of of, of Indian rock and progressive that you guys are are putting out right now I'm going this is a unique voice out there in the music world and damn I'm sorry
1: I took me this long to catch on listen <clears throat> i found out about early genesis 10 years ago <laughs> I only knew abacab Duke, and <laughs> it wasn't until we got to Sweden and this, our buddy Anders, who basically, if, if right. Genesis comes to Sweden, he they have him on speed dial to do the interview. Right? Nice. He said to, uh, to me, "You know, you should get into Lamb and and uh, you know uh, selling in England by the pound." I found them in my forties, that right. the Peter Gabriel version. So I know where you're at. Time yeah. is foldable. Right. It, time has no meaning. If you get to a place, you get there. You may not yeah. be ready for certain things. I may not. I don't think I was ready for Lamb in my 20s. I don't think it would have made sense to me hmm. because I thought I was this other person and I was very restricted by those thoughts. And as I got older and the, the, the barriers melted, I can take in that kind of intense creativity and all those interstitial pieces of music between the songs. I mean, yeah. I love it all. And I, I don't think I would have loved it all back, you know, in my Abacab days because they're two yeah. radically different bands. So I totally get it. And all I could say is tell your friends, the ones that you think would jive with this kind of music. Um, yeah. But, but, um, and the best thing is and from just talking to you is you're open and, and you're open to be blown away by things. And I am too. And that's like, if someone plays us on the college radio, I'll look at the playlist and see who else they played. And I'll, right. and I'll like selfishly see who was before and after because they some some synapse got triggered to play another band near us. And I, I think I'm going to like it. And then I, oh, 99 percent of the time, I'll play those two bands that we were sandwiched between. And they're great. And they're young. And they're like 19 year old band from Des Moines. And that's how I find our music, because I am riding I'm I'm like saddling up on someone else's synapses, trying to ride on their sort of like inspiration. And the fact that I've let myself be open to that means that I've grown as a human, that I'm an open human being and that my life is a little deeper and more fulfilled than I think it probably ever could be. And that's through music. It's through being inspired by music and and, uh, creativity. And if I didn't have that in my life, I would be someone else, but I want to think I wouldn't be as um, happy. Right. I get that. I get that. You know, so the fact that we're coming to you at now is great. And yeah. the fact that we're doing this is great. And, and, yeah. and I can only hope to have that, you know, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I certainly
0: hope so. Um, real quick, cause I know time can get a little short on us tour. Is
1: there a tour coming up for you guys? Will we expect
0: to see you on the road?
1: Yeah. So we're hitting Sweden for 10 shows, um, in 10 days, starting tomorrow. <laughs> we're flying today. Uh so anybody in Sweden that you know tell them tell them to come out they can go to our Facebook. Oh by the way you find us at uh for music Bandcamp mommy heads is great. Bandcamp Fridays yes. all of it goes to us. It's better than anything. Beautiful. Out there mm-hmm. Patreon you can pay a dollar a month. We'll send you new st- songs and videos and if you want to be in our or- orbit. So Patreon's nice. great. dollar a month. Right. Nice. Um and then uh, we come back here, and we only have enough energy left in our 50-something-year-old bodies to, to play f- five shows, six shows. We're playing Catskill, New York, uh, Boston, which is sold out, which is great, um, Philly, D.C., and Ooh. Beacon, New York. So we oh, have when Philly. Are you in Philly. We're in Philly on um, Saturday, September 24th. It's that Saturday. It's in Glenside Glenside at the Royal. Oh, it's anyway. a great new club that's amazing right. it's owned by a drummer she's amazing oh oh wow that's amazing it's the best vibe ever
0: you know if, if i can get there we'll get there we'll have to see we've got a wedding where are you? the day before i am in south jersey so oh Glenn, great. we know well because the keswick theater is there where a lot of bands will play that we see
1: so this yeah this woman is amazing bridget she she's a drummer she this club went into business she took it over you show up she's like what can i do for you?" Nice. she obsesses over the sound she toasts everyone has to get in a circle and toast to the to the show all artists she your merch she sets it up for you it's like it, it's so not normal club activity behavior where yeah. it's all about who can you bring and i hate you <laughs> you know um <laughs> it's more like i love if you put on a good show you, i love you forever and yeah. um it's her 2 year anniversary show she's Beautiful. made it to 2 years so nice okay and it sounds good you
0: know yes that's what you want right Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the end that's what you want right all right well adam it has it has been my absolute pleasure to talk with you today and meet you and absolutely my pleasure to get to know the mommy heads Uh, i really thank you for your time today
1: i appreciate what you're doing keep doing it and uh it's awesome this is great i love it we'll be back Absolutely, yeah. very
0: good. I'm glad to look forward to that as well because I can expect that'll probably be next year when your next album comes out. <laughs> could be, could be like next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, will just make it a no, week. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, safe trip uh, in Sweden. I hope the shows go great, and I hope the shows back here go great. If I can make it out to uh, the Glenside show, I will be there. But in the meantime, best wishes. I hope the album's a big success, and I hope the tour's a big success for you thank you sir like i said great conversation really had a lot of fun with this one Uh, not just the discovery of the music but just the long chat with adam really enjoyed that and he's such a cool dude a big thank you to you adam for joining me and talking with me wishing you and the band much success with the album and the tour hope it goes really well for you And I look forward to hearing and seeing what you guys do again in the future because, man, you're on a roll with a lot of great creative stuff. And I just hope that keeps on going because, hey, now that I'm on board, I want to be able to hear more music from the Mommy Hits. And I know a lot of people out there are going to be saying the same thing because I know you guys are starting to ascend, and that's much deserved. Good for you guys. All right, just a quick reminder to check us out on the socials, on the artist formerly known as Twitter, bleeding edge three underscores between the two words on facebook bleeding edge show all one word together and on instagram slash threads, bleeding underscore edge underscore show a little bit simpler than what i had to do for twitter but hey the name is popular what can i do look for all that stuff there don't forget to head to youtube search out bleeding edge interviews there and you can see all the interviews in video format whichever you prefer we've got the audio audio version we've got the video version i'm all over folks busy guy anyway thanks once again for joining in don't forget never be afraid to explore deviate from the norm this is super dave signing off